Yo, what's happening? 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 Welcome back to another episode of <coughs> Dope Discussions with your boy Devin Ron D. Dennis, alongside my producer Shay McNeil. Say what's up to the people, Shay. What's up? And we are here for another episode of Dope Discussions. How are you guys, man? Quick little check in. What you feeling? What you feeling? Um, little anxious, excited, sad. What's that emotion you you going through right now? I'm going through a mixture of all of those. <laughs> Um, what about you, Shay? How you feeling over there? You've had an active weekend? I'm tired. I'm blessed and highly favored that... Blessed, black, and highly favored. I have a day off. Because I need it. Yeah, I bet you do. Y'all were partying. I can only imagine. You know what I realized? When I was out with y'all that... No, yesterday, when it was time for us to go to that day party, I was like, I don't... Yeah, I don't like this. It's just too many people. <laughs> like I was thinking, I was thinking about just being around that many people, and I was like, "Ooh, yeah, you're a true introvert." Like, uh. I felt the same. Like, I mean, cause the night that Saturday night, I was, I got home at like two a.m. from a party, and I was just. And then the next day, I I went that morning. I went to a brunch. It was a really nice brunch. It was um April Ryan. You know who that is? No idea who that is. She's um she. I think she's a former White House correspondent, but she was the um, the longest for like twenty years. She was the only black or black female in the oh, White Olivia House. Pope. Huh? Olivia Pope. No, she was a journalist, okay, like correspondent. Like she was in the White House proceedings. What did Olivia do besides fuck the president? I don't know. I don't think she was a journalist. She, she just she definitely things. wasn't a journalist. I don't but know. I remember seeing Olivia up there at the podium. But no, nah, she was a journalist. So she was asking questions. She yeah. never asked the president. Well, she did ask the president's questions, but. Not those types of questions. <laughs> but it was a um a black woman black women lead um brunch and it was it was really good. The food was good, the conversation was good. And then, you know, it was supposed to be we were supposed to go to a day party and I was just like, I'm not feeling it. I don't feel like being in that type of crowd. That's the same thing. I was like when I called you by the way, we talking about Essence Fest. Like we went let me rephrase that. Shay got the essence fest experience you did uh, till you went to the convention i went to one i was one day i was there maybe four hours <laughs> maybe four hours and i ain't being extremely generous and that four hours wore me the fuck out yeah <laughs> like bro the idea of going because that would be what was it, the day party that we were supposed to go to uh dj envy and angelie's day party and which i, was, I didn't want to go there in the first place my friend wanted to go because i don't want to see them it's like i doubt dj envy would have been djing because parties I, like this they just host and they, they just they, there they, for appearance exactly and i it, don't i didn't know, feel like dancing i didn't feel like mingling with people i didn't feel like doing that and i was like um i'm not in a space where i want to be around that many people mm-hmm. and i'm tired and I hate going to stuff like that, and then people are just sitting down or not dancing. It's oh, like, see, I don't want to be one of those. See, that's the thing. Like, when I was in the clubs coming up, that was my thing. I rarely danced in the club. I was a nigga posted up against the wall just watching, no, seeing what's happening. I hate and I was that. like, I don't want to, I don't, but that's why I don't go to clubs no more. Because I realized I don't really enjoy them. And I was like, I don't think I want to go to a day party either. That didn't, that didn't seem like my vibe. And I was like, well, that's money wasted. Because I'm not going. I laid in the bed all day. Mm. Um, but I, um, instead of going to the day party, I went back to the convention center. Traffic was hell. Parking was hell. Because it was the last day, and I guess everybody, just like me, we wanted to get, like, the last look of it. And um, I just wanted to see the Proud family. They had a panel. 
And uh, it was cool to see them. And it's just, you know. Goddamn Tommy Davidson. Just to, um, you know, hear how voice acting works. Because I did like a table reading. And it was like, wow. Like, they just, how, how easily it is for them just like to get in character and just sound like those characters. Like, of course, like they still sound like them. But it's like. When you hear like the voice of the character, you can tell the difference. You like yeah, like you can tell that this is their normal voice. This is them working and they're acting. Mm -hmm. I get that. Like, cause like you you know who Tommy Davidson is. You know what he sounds like. But when he when he gets into like that Oscar Proud, it's like oh, cause like um, just hearing about how it works. Cause they were talking about you know, how do they. Cause this is how it works. So, of course, like the the creative is already done. The character is already made. They already have their look. So when they came to Tommy Davidson, they show they they basically gave him a picture. Of Oscar Proud told him to go home, tell us what it looks like, and come back tomorrow. And he was like, "Ooh, well." I looked at him and was like immediately, "Oh, he sounds like this, you know, True Day or whatever." And it just works, you know. Mm. And how um. That's interesting. Uh, gosh, what's her name? Oh my God, what's her name? But um, the wife, no. Trudy. Uh, I forgot the actress name. Damn, I can't think of her name either. But like, just how she talks, like her voice is like so comforting, but sexy at the same time. Oh yeah, I've always I know like, exactly who she is because I've had a, uh, a crush on her for a very long time. Yeah. I just cannot remember her name right now because she was in. She was in. She, she was, was in Friday. She was um. Yep. You know. She was uh Craig's girlfriend with the long hair. She's been in a lot of stuff, and you know. I mean, black Hollywood, black people, they recognize the voice and the faces. But, you know, just how, you know, from Family Matters, um, I forgot her jo name, Marie too. Patton. Jo Marie Patton. You like how she just tapped name, into, like, Sugar Mama. Sugar Mama like, put, put, put my grandbaby in the game. That's one of my favorite moments in the entire show. Yeah. It was just cool to see because, like, you know, animation is just, like, really cool. Animation is cool, but you don't watch anime, whatever. Uh, that's that's it, it's, really it's different types of animation. I do watch anime. I don't watch like every single one. I mean, it's impossible to watch every single one. It's like but there's like show. Yeah, exactly. So why are you coming at me? Which one you watch? Which one did you? Watch? Okay, my my very first the thing for very first anime I ever watched was Inuyasha. That's every not every girl. That's not I'm every. Like, no, no, no I'm the, saying like every not every girl. Let me stop saying every. I'm like speaking absolutes. But a lot of women that I talk to say the same thing. Like, that was their first one. Yeah. I think that's because it came Bec- on. Yeah, it came on Toonami, yep. like, late at night. And it was, like, for one, the music, like, we the, the intro and the outro. And it was just, like, an interesting story. It had a female lead along with um, Inuyasha. And a lot of animes don't have that. Yeah, that's very, very true. Only only anime that comes to mind right now with a female lead is Sailor Moon. And Sailor Moon wasn't really my cup of tea. Um, no, Inuyasha, to be honest with you. Inuyasha didn't... That was the one that I never just grasped on to. Because it's not... I mean, like, it has, like... It had everything. It had the romantic storyline. It had the action. It had the, like... The the demons. It was just... It, ha- it has everything. I probably should give it a go now. Like, when I was trying to watch it then, I think I was trying to compare it to Dragon Ball Z a little bit too much. Because I think my first anime was Dragon Ball Z. It was either anim- uh, Dragon Ball Z or Pokemon. It's one or the other. That was my first. And then, yeah. 
I kind of got into different types of anime L- much much later in life thanks to a young to a young lady who put who put a brother on game to the anime to the anime world but yeah I mean I can't like just name anime I can't name shows you know they all that's, the same to me okay that's racist I'm just playing <laughs> I'm it's playing. a show at the I'm, end of the day I'm playing I'm playing I'm, I'm playing. not saying all anime is the same to me I mean all shows is the same to me I can't just name like a show out the blue that I'm watching right now that I ever watched because they all just start start to blur. blur yeah that makes sense like if I enjoy it if it has a good story if it has a good animation I'll watch it but yeah okay so that was I guess a part of nigga what you're doing because we still got to go through that at the end but um so guys uh i'm trying to see how to approach this topic because i've been all right this is how i want to approach this because i like to be as transparent as i can be in the moment with the audience the listening audience because i care for you guys and i um think vulnerability is uh a secret to my success in a way and if you guys recall for the last I'm gonna say two let's say two to four months no I know it's been longer than two months so let's say the last three to four months I've been coming on the show and going yo man my life is hell right now um I guess it's time for me to find, I guess I've given it enough space and time for me to actually say what's happening in my life. Um, so the reason why my life was slash is hell right now is because I was going through the stages. <laughs> I was going through the stages of a breakup and that shit sucks for those of you who know me personally if i hadn't told you in person i'm sorry i kind of keep i guess uh eli don't want me to talk about this <laughs> keep going i'm t- sorry um yeah i kind of um i apologize for not talking to y'all but i just kind of keep this type of shit close to the vest and now i'm in the space like we've been broken up for i guess i'm yeah we've been broken up for what Thirty, little over thirty, a little over a month now, and going through a breakup is uh, it's rough, <laughs> to say the least. The thing that I think about, the thing that sucks the most is that you are letting go of what you thought you were gonna build with a person. Like you just knew that you were going to. You were gonna marry this person. This was gonna be the person that y'all you had kids with. Da, 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 and letting go of that dream and that person is a process that really fucking sucks. And it's just, yeah. Um, I'm trying to figure out when you said the stages of a of a breakup. What what does that look like? Like, can you even, like, pinpoint, like, when you saw things start to go downhill? So, there's always a phase, right? There's a phase when shit is different. It's almost stale-like. 
It's like, it's, this isn't who we are. This isn't what our relationship is, right? And that's the, that's the start of it. Like, um, you notice that y'all are fighting way more than you normally do. Like, the fights that do happen are so much more, that's what I'm looking for, combustible? Mm-hmm. That, is that the word? That's a word. I'm, okay, yeah. Like, it just, it just get so, and it's, <clears throat> you lose sight of your friend in all of it because it's just, it is difficult to, it's difficult to see that person when you don't feel seen in a relationship. And once you get to this point, it's almost like you fighting to be seen. And because it's my matter of fact, the, the way that I would paint this picture is that y'all are both in the dark looking for each other. But you, it's so dark in there, you don't see yourself either. So you have, like, no awareness of anything, and you're just fighting to be seen for yourself and for the other person to see you. And it's just, yeah, that's the start, that's the start of it, right? Then you go through the, um, then there's a moment of awareness where you're like, yo, what the fuck is happening with us? Is that just within, or is it, like, it's both. Sometimes talking so, about it with each other. Um, yeah, did the talking. We did everything, and then you start to realize that in that darkness, like I said, you lost sight of yourself too. And but when you lose sight of yourself within a relationship, <clears throat> the relationship can't move forward because you can't be who you actually are because you don't know who you are anymore. If that makes sense, that make what I'm saying makes sense. I hear that a lot, but because I haven't went through it, it really I'm getting. I get confused on what that means. What's, on what means? Like, when you say you lose yourself, like, right. where did it go? Like, are you... All right, so when you get into a relationship, you ever heard the jokes about uh, other conversations, not even just jokes about, like, how somebody gets in a relationship and their friend, like, start... They don't see their friends as much, mm-hmm. or they put their person before their friends, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. When you get into a relationship, in the beginning stage, it's just so much fun. It's so beautiful. It's This person means the world to me. Um, throughout the relationship, you feel that same thing. But you, let's say you were a person that, <coughs> that, um, that hung out with your friends three to four times a week. And what y'all did was y'all would like, uh, y'all would, y'all would just be, y'all would just be out. Right. And that part of you was a part of you that was just free and everything. You didn't have nobody to check in with. You could just go out. You could do what you want. After a while in the relationship, you realize that you've lost sight of that thing. Like, I haven't been free for a while. And I'm not hanging out with my friends. I'm not doing the stuff that I used to do. And it... Yeah, that is a part of the thing that you start to lose sight of. Like, okay, I don't really move the way that I used to. Like, I used to... Not me personally, I'm saying. You in the sense of, like, anybody would go through. Like, I don't move the way that I used to. Um... Like, I wouldn't, I, for instance, kind of just got caught up in, like, okay, I need to make sure that she's, like, the thing that I did was I need to make sure that she's good 100% of the time. Like, that was, like, that was, like, a thing that was super prioritized for me. But in prioritizing that, I forgot to prioritize, Jesus Christ, everyone, prioritize what was important for me, too. Because I used to think that if I poured into this cup, my cup would be full too, and that's not the way it works. You got to pour into both, and if you pour in from an empty cup, 
you ain't really giving shit. Like you just making a gesture at this point. <laughs> if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, like that part happened where it was just like, I'm not doing what I used to do no more. I'm pretty much just concerned with what's going on for her. Um, and she felt the same way. Like, uh, she didn't, she wasn't herself no more. Like, um, I think the stage, I'm skipping steps. The stage that we're in right now is just talking about what happened. Like, everything that happened to get us to this point. Like, how we stopped, like, how we stopped pouring into one another. Um, what are the reasons why we couldn't pour into one another? Like, you start to... You start to sort through, like, everything that went wrong. And you have, like, these, these, like, you have these regrets, but you know that there's nothing that you can do to change that thing. All you can do is just uh, apologize and try to apply these lessons moving forward. But it's like, what's the word I'm looking for? It's almost like... Now you can see. Now you can see clearly. Like you can see everything clearly because everything's is hindsight. The relationship is gone, and you're like, oh, when I was doing X, Y, Z, I really was trying to. Tell, I was really trying to communicate this, and but because you didn't communicate that clearly, they didn't know what the fuck was happening. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. I'm trying to make sure it makes sense to you, so it makes sense to the audience. <laughs> yeah. So you can see clearly now. Yeah. Do I you feel clearly better now. now that you're out of the relationship? Uh, do I feel better? Shit, no. That's not what I feel. I feel a sense of relief. But that was, shit, that was my nigga. Like, that's the thing. Mm. I feel a sense of relief of, God, I'm not fighting every day no more. Mm-hmm. I feel that. But I also feel this overwhelming sadness of, why couldn't I get this right while I was in it? So you feel like you lost your best friend? Absolutely. That is that is literally what it is. So is it possible for y'all to go back to like the friend stuff? That's diff- I've never done that. Um and I've never seen it done. And that's saying it's impossible. I'm just saying that Like I, I can imagine like, you know, trying to hang out, do friend stuff, go to the movies without it might be weird to not be romantic with it. So here's the tr- so here's what my truth is. I can't speak for her. I can only speak for me. The reason why I've never tried to be just friends with an ex is because I feel like once you've had somebody in that way, it's hard to let go of all of it. Mm-hmm. Right. The only person I've been able to do that with, or actually, no, I haven't been able to do that with anybody. Like, there's a piece of you that just wonders, like, um, like even when you see them doing good, it's like, damn, that's what we could have had. Like, I don't want to see her move on with somebody else and potentially live the life that we could have had together. Like, that takes in a... That takes growth that I'm nowhere near at right now. Though I am trying to be. I'm trying to get there. Um, because... The, it's funny that you bring that up, because since the breakup, something has happened in both of our lives where it was just, you just needed your friend in that moment. Like, it wasn't about the romance or nothing like that. It was just like, yo, in this moment, I'm going to be here with you. And just allow it to be that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how many of those 
we're going to have to go through. And I also know that in this space, I don't see how that's possible. The only time I've ever seen that work is on TV, and that's because they have excellent writers to make it work. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't, like, I truly don't know nobody that is um, friends with an ex that they don't have to be friends with. Like, the only ex that I have that I'm friends with is my son's mom. So, yeah. So, what's next? Shit, what's next is you go through, um, you go through the withdrawals. Like, there are moments where, like, when you first break up, the first thing that happens is denial. Like, there's no way this is real. It's pretty much like, um, like, you're grieving somebody. It's like something died, and you're grieving it. So, the first thing you do is, no, you're not broken up for real. Like, it's us. Why would we break up? <laughs> it's us. Like, that's you putting in your mind that, yo, y'all are the exception to the rule. Other people break up. We don't break up. Mm-hmm. Right? Then you go through the next thing, which is bargaining. Like, yo, what's, like, so we still, so we can't fix this? So, me and you can't fix us. Like, under no circumstance. So, this is, like, really, really done. Then you get angry at the fact that, okay, um, I can't believe she thinks that this is over with. <laughs> Like, and you get angry at the shit that you've done in the relationship to cause it to get to this point. You get angry at the shit that they've done in the relationship to cause it to get to this point. You're mad at the fact that you couldn't see what was happening, right? Like, you couldn't see. It's frustrating that you can see now all of the bullshit. That is the, um, that's probably the hardest part for me is the fact that, oh, shit, that was the bullshit. And the other part is, is that it didn't have to be that way. Yeah. <laughs> like it's um thinking about all the things you would have done differently. Yeah, yeah, I could have done differently. And here's the other thing: you don't know what that person is thinking. Like, um, I've realized for me that a pattern that I've noticed is that the women that I've dealt with would behave in a way, and I would assume one thing, and vice versa. Like I would just assume that. Um, well, she doing this, so it must mean this without actually communicating about what I'm actually feeling. So that would build, that would build resentment in me, right? Instead of me just talking, and they would do it too. I want, I don't want to throw all the onus on me, but instead of just talking, we just let it sit there. We never communicate like, oh, I'm feeling this way about X, Y, Z, because it's, it's hard to be vulnerable, even even in a relationship. Like that shit is fucking scary. Mm-hmm. To put yourself out there Like I remember I was in therapy once And I was like bro this shit make me feel like a little bitch Like I'm saying That I'm hurt by XYZ What man you know says They're hurt by a thing <laughs> like, like but as I'm saying My therapist was like um, You don't need to feel like a bitch It just means that you are able to communicate What's happening for you now But that But then once you go Oh so had I communicated what was happening for me We couldn't have been here Right? Mm-hmm. So again, there's the anger. Then there's the depressed stage. Duh. <laughs> the depressed stage is probably what has been the biggest because that shit comes in waves. Like one second, I'm good. I'm super good. Right? Then I see something. Or I hear a song. Or I. I smell a scent. I pass by a store or something like that. And I'm just like, holy shit. I 
I don't have my person to do this shit with no more. That was our song. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, you find yourself watching the TV shows that y'all used to watch together. Like, I was watching... She put me on to Grey's Anatomy. I never really gave a fuck about this show. But we broke up, and I was like, that's all I want to watch right now. Oh. Like, it sucks. You're sitting there, you're watching TV, you share a cup of tears, you're listening to music that just makes the tears just come up out of you more. Just that, that part sucks the most. And the other part is, this is the part that I hate. Nobody knows how to beat up for you through this because it is, hmm, it's an experience that only you know. Like, you know what you're losing with this. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's like, and you can tell when your friends are tired. You're talking about her again. <laughs> like, you can tell when they are tired. And it's like, I'm sorry. But this is this is what's on the, this is, 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 this, this is what is at the forefront of my mind right now. And if you're my fucking friend, you finish it the fuck up and just let me do this. Because when it's your turn. I'm going to do the same thing. Here's a, so here's a funny thing. My guy friends versus my girlfriends. I don't like saying girlfriends. My woman friends. It just it's makes just me. just saying girlfriends. We don't. I, I just, when I said it, it was just like, okay, so I have, never mind. Say your boyfriends or your girlfriends. I'm going to say my, my man friends and my woman friends. Um, <laughs> um, so here's the difference, right? Like, I remember I was going through it. So my guy friends. They are the worst at this, but they also the best at it. Cause them niggas was just like, "Oh, nigga, you be alright." One of my niggas laughed in my face, like, and to be fair, when he was going through this, I laughed in his face, like that. But it was like they were there for me in a way on some, just like, "Yo, dog, it is what it is. You still my nigga, or whatever." But look, I'm not talking about this shit with you every day. And then when I talked to um, my women friends. They were there for the emotional support side. Just like, oh, no, I get it. I get it. Um, Yeah, you've done some fucked up shit. She's done some fucked up shit. And it just is what it is. As a woman, X, Y, Z, I'd feel like this. I'm able to get the woman's perspective on everything. The other thing is like, they, because I try to be as transparent as possible, I tell them niggas everything. So I don't want my friends to look at me and like this, like I'm the victim going through a breakup. I want them to know that no, Devon did a lot of shit to fuck up this relationship, and I. The first thing I need, one, first thing I need from y'all is for y'all to just beat up for me. That's the first thing, and secondly, hold me accountable. Don't, don't try to make me feel good about myself in this situation when I know that there are things that I've done to fuck this up. I want y'all to really just be there and talk to me about the realness of the situation. So that is the depressed part um the next part i feel like is the acceptance part which i don't think i'm going to be at until i'm actually into a new apartment and i'm not around this person every day anymore mm-hmm. so yeah i don't know what acceptance look like all i know is that i haven't we haven't lived together in about a month right during that time, of course, I went through all the stages, but I also was just doing stuff that I haven't 
done in a while. Um, like I'm writing more. I play basketball a little bit. I am trying to be a better version of me before I got into this relationship. Like I'm reconnecting to that guy that was there before this relationship happened. So you're doing things that you were doing that you that you felt like you couldn't do. Not that I couldn't do. It was just that I, I just negated. Like it was just. It wasn't a priority for me because the relationship meant that much to me. Mm-hmm. Like um, I wish. The one thing I wish people knew about the relationship thing is when you start to neglect your friends, you're not just neglecting your friends because you're so into this. You're also neglecting huge parts of you too, especially when you get into it as young as we did. Like. I was, shit, how old am I now? About to be 29, so I met her at like 23, 22 or something like that. Yeah, I didn't even know who the fuck I was then. Now I'm, like now I'm reconnecting to myself spiritually. I'm exercising more. Nigga trying to eat right. Like I'm becoming, the thing about this is, the hindsight thing is you start to realize what all your flaws were. You just see what your flaws were. Like, okay, communication is a problem for you. Devron, you need to work on communicating better, which is why I do the um, are you done speaking yet? <laughs> like, that's a part of the reason why. It's because it's like I don't, want, I don't want women to feel like that I'm not truly listening to them. And I want them to understand that I'm not. When they are speaking, I'm not listening to reply. I'm listening with the intent to understand and do something about xyz whatever it was they told me like that is the type of stuff that i'm trying to do to do better to be better now the other thing is you are you can see that the other party's doing this like i'm not the only person that's trying to be better and whatnot she's trying to be better and it's like wow so we don't get to get the best versions of one another oh you know there's this um thing i keep saying about somebody they want um uh fuck never mind i forgot but i get what you're saying that um you know you can't get the best part of somebody else somebody else so get it yeah it's like and that that part right there dude and the other thing the other thing is you won't to do it again you want to be in a relationship but you know a part of you only want to be in a relationship because it's what you're used to mm-hmm. like you're you are accustomed to being with this person you know that in the these last x amount of days that they haven't grown enough for you to rekindle this isn't a time for reconciliation this isn't a time for us to spark it back up because we've done that before. Like, okay, let's take a break. Maybe we take a break. We can get our shit together. And it's like, mm, this time, the space is needed where I'm not committed to a person. And dealing with that reality is sucky. Because we've, we've both said, like, we want the relationship. But right now, just is not. It ain't. It just don't make the sense to do it. Like we would only be doing it because we don't want to be apart. We don't see how 
we've actually healed any other issues that we had within the relationship. And yeah, that leap of faith on yourself is scary as fuck. Cause again, we've been together. I've known us seven years. We've been together five of those years. You come to the realization that you don't know what your life looks like without this person. Like we moved out here together. With the intentions of taking over New Orleans together once COVID was gone. And once COVID was gone is when we broke up. <laughs> like, that, like, yeah. So, yeah. Those are the stages. Matter of fact, I'm trying to, like, when we was at Essence the other day, I was walking around. I was like, oh, my God, I am here. There are Literally thousands of gorgeous women out here. And the hoe and me want to cut up so, so bad. But the person that just broke up was like, oh, my God. I can't believe I'm coming to Essence without without my person. Because mm-hmm. this was, like, I, I don't do crowds, but Essence is the type of thing that I can do. Because, like, I was just enjoying. My favorite part about all of Essence was seeing all of the artistry that was there like mm-hmm. literally all the, all the shit that we did going to the marketplace thank you was my favorite part that and just seeing black people have fun like that's the thing that i truly truly i just love to see people like me have a good time so yeah Doing it, so that's the like. Now I'm in the stage where I'm like, okay, I have to get used to not like Thor comes out Friday. Probably gonna have to go see that by myself because I'm not gonna miss Thor. Hmm. But yeah, that's pretty much what it's like. You just um, this is the acceptance phase of it. You start to move forward without them because you don't have no other choice. What you gonna do? Remain stagnant. Keep on blowing them up. Baby, please give me one more chance. I'm sorry. Da, 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 da. And they just, it's disrespectful to them to do that, too. It's disrespectful to yourself and to them. Like, at bare minimum, you have to respect the decision that they've made. It, yeah, sucks. Truly, truly sucks. Yeah. There's, and there's no coping mechanism strong enough to help you get through this you can drink smoke you can have sex whatever your thing is you have to deal with this yeah i guess it gets easier with time that's what they say i ain't had enough time for me to uh for me to uh negate that i'm just gonna go okay we're gonna see we're gonna see Mm. another hard thing about Breaking up with somebody is letting go of that possibility. Like, you know what? Maybe we're going to get our shit together and we can meet in the future. <laughs> like, that, like, my perspective of a breakup is you got to let go of all of that. Yeah. Because that doesn't sound healthy either. Yeah. Just you got to let go of all. You have to let go. Of, nah. Especially Look, if you're the only one thinking like that. Exactly. In three years, I am, in three years, we're going to be better for each other. That's dangerous. But that also means you didn't fully let go. And it's, you're setting yourself up to be hard again. Yep. 
Duh. But yeah, that's what's uh, that's what's been bothering me. Mm. That's what's that's that's been the thing. Any more questions around breakups? No, I think that was um <laughs> a good reason to not get in a relationship. <laughs> to not? Oh no, no, no. I to be frank, I think I'm a relationship guy. Because I realized that sex was my coping mechanism for a lot of stuff. When I was out here home, it was because I didn't feel worthy of shit. But being in a relationship is so much fun. It's just this part is so shitty. Mm-hmm. I would do it all over again if I could. I would do it all over differently. But you don't regret the relationship. The relationship itself, I can't say I regret the relationship. I regret some shit that I've done in the relationship, of course. But the relationship, nah. That was the the longest nigga. What you doing? Mm. <laughs> I guess that was nigga. What you doing? That was nigga. What you doing? And the meat of this episode. Okay. Uh, well, thank you for being so vulnerable. Yeah, thought I was gonna be vulnerable about something else, and I guess I ain't the time. You sure? What? Not no? yet. Okay. F- it ain't it ain't time yet. I'm going to. I feel like. Mm, well, I can't say this. That I'm going through this spiritual, this spiritual transformation, which feels great, but also sucks. Like I'm dealing with parts of me that I never thought that I'd deal with, and I'm coming to accept those parts of me. Um, one of my favorite mantras right now goes a little like this: um, I accept myself completely here and now. And I consciously experience everything I feel, think, say, and do as a necessary part of my awakening. And when I first started saying that, I didn't understand, like, how deep that was. (laughs) Because it was just uh, some shit that I found on the internet. But the more I said it, the more I was like, oh, you have to come to terms. Remember one week I was talking about, like, the shadow self? Shadow work that I was doing, shadow work and stuff like that. That sounds somewhat familiar. It's just a part of you that you don't like. Like, when you do shit and you're like, I can't believe I did that. Like, why do I do these things? Mm -hmm. I can't believe that I act like this. That's the shadow, right? And that mantra helps me to accept all facets of myself, even the ugly parts. Like, all parts of me deserve love. I can't can't negate parts of me because that's, that that ain't healthy. Long story short. So, yeah. I'm going through that. Um, I'm a little excited to see what this new version of me is going to look like. It's just that going through, doing the hard work is fucking hard work. That's a word. <laughs> ah, it sucks. But necessary. Mm. So, I guess I'll talk about, like, other stuff I'm doing outside of the breakup after you talk about what you've been up to. Um, so... As you know, this was um, Essence Fest weekend. It was my first one, and um, it was pretty cool. Um, I didn't go to any of the the concerts. I didn't see Nicki Minaj, Janet, or um, New, New Edition. Edition. I tried to watch it last night, but I fell asleep. <coughs> Not that it wasn't good. But no, I, was, I know. I, I, I know you did it that way. <laughs> but New Edition actually is pretty good. Live. They be singing. 
dancing. I, shit, I ain't have no doubt in my mind about that. But yeah, they all right. Um, but yeah, um, <laughs> my friend, uh, he um was invited to a a screening of rap shit, uh, which is produced and created by Issa Rae. That's her upcoming show after Insecure. And he invited me to go with him. And it was a really good event. Like, they, it was an open bar. We love open bars. Um, they have a, gave us, like, snacks in between. And the show is 30 minutes, obviously. And I like it. It's basically inspired by the City Girls. Like, it's about two, two women, two best friends. Or, well, in the beginning, they're not best friends. But two, two friends. Yeah. Um, and you can see, like, um, you know the the bonding of women you know that's that's what i love about um isa ray you know this is it's kind of like it's framed the same way as insecure you know two best well two women who are friends and you get both aspects of their lives and the main core the core of it is women friendship you know so i love that about it um my biggest critique or the thing I don't like about it and if you watch the trailer you'll understand it it's basically like framed in a way or shot in a way that it's through like a live an Instagram live and excuse me hold on have I'm you back. seen the trailer for it I don't think so because I don't remember this um so I just want to make I'm just asking for clarity clarity sake you're saying that it looks like I'm watching Instagram live is that what you're saying yes or watching a recorded video. So, like, like and I and I get it. Like American the, Home Videos? Home? No, 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 okay, no. Okay. So, you know how, like, Young Miami and Saucy Santana, you know, most of their, like, popular sayings, it was, it was through, like, an Instagram live. They go live a lot. And, you know. So, it's kind of, like, I get the inspiration from that. It's a risk. It is a risk. It's a risk. <laughs> and I'm just, the whole episode was like that. The entire ep- listen before you leave, you're gonna watch the trailer so you can understand what I I'm trying bet. to say. Okay, I'm just I didn't like it because it just felt like I understand why they were doing it because social media is 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 pretty big as far as like rap. Like you need it. Like you need to go viral. You need to be on TikTok. You need to be on Instagram. You need to be on Twitter. But the and at some mo- and in some moments, it made sense. And it was actually it it was in some moments it worked well because you see the comments. So not only are you like listening to the live, but you know like an actual live, you're looking at the comments and the comments are funny and it's like you know. But I'm just hoping, I'm praying that the rest of the season is like that. I'm gonna give it a chance. I mean, of course, Lisa, I give it. Lisa I'm gonna give it a chance. chance because like the the dialogue was funny. It was fun. It felt real. You know, but um. Yeah, I'm just hoping that they don't. That's not a a theme that they're gonna keep up with. But I enjoyed the event. I enjoyed the little um, they did Issa Rae and the and the actors and the the showrunner. All women, all black women. So it was, you know, it was cool to hear them talk about the show. And you know, some of, this is the 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 lead actor actresses. This is their like first major role. Okay. So it was it was cool to see them get this love. And reception, so yeah, that was cool. And they had an after party. After party was okay. It was. I mean, it was. 
you know it was one one thing me and my friend said it was like it was just little dirk future a little baby the whole night i was oh, like about the music the music, like, the, the music. Why would they be here like that's my thing like this is we're talking about rap shit this was a rap shit after party where was the female rappers like I heard one Nicki Minaj song, a couple Cardi B songs. I heard one City Girl song. Like this is inspired by them. They're um they're doing the music for the show. Play some of their hits. Why am I hearing all male rappers? It was a female. It was a female. It was a female DJ. I was like she's playing like. Uh, another just, thing, like I was I like, knew you were we're, say we're in New Orleans. Like I know y'all from out of town, but y'all in New Orleans. Don't y'all want to hear bounce? Little bit. I don't okay, y'all want to hear dis- some. Can you I'd give dis- me like some like I'd southern dis- music that's not Atlanta? Because like Atlanta is its own thing. Yeah, it sounds a lot different from Louisiana. A lot and Tennessee. Like I heard one Duke do song, Crunk ain't dead. Like you could have played his new shit. You could have played. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like that's oh, south. That's south. Dead shit. Oh, that's some God. southern stuff. You, I forget. But y'all like y'all from the east coast to west coast is like act appropriately. You know where you at. Like there's some locals in here, and when you come to New Orleans, don't you want to hear like the music from New Orleans? Yeah, because you you can go to the clubs in your own city in New York and hear that stuff. Wow. But play some more. This is no about rap shit. No big Frida. No big Frida. Like I wasn't expecting like you know. Sisley, is it Sisley Noby? I can't, Sissy I can, Noby. I can, Sissy, thank you. I can Sissy never Noby. say that name. Uh, so, so no bounce. Play wow. some Magnolia Shorty, like some old, you know, just yeah, some got juvenile. Stuff. Just there was time. there was really like no no music to shake ass to. This is like this is why I don't like Her. to go to certain clubs because all they do is play um, Hellcats and Track Hearts. I love that song. I love that little Dirk song, but it's a little. I, I have no idea. I don't. It's a little Dirk song. It's good. I can. I love that song. It's in my playlist. But it's like. You going back from the future, the little baby, little, little Dirk, it's all starting to sound Damn. the same. And it's like, come on, give me like something. Damn. No up and it's up if it's up then it's stuck. They I played that. that they played that. But it's like Broke boys don't deserve no I know that. But that's my shit right though. Like I know, love to see women go up in the club and that type of shit. I just didn't get it because like that this was this is this is this is a rap shit after party about two female women, two female rappers. Like give me some more female rappers, but whatever. So none of that. Y'all didn't get to shake your hands on my knees, shaking ass on my thigh shit. Y'all know Megan is daddy. They ain't play no Megan either. Wow. Sorry. Suck to say that y'all didn't have a good DJ. I don't like to damn play with me. But I will say, I mean, I dance because I don't like going to stuff like that and not dancing. So even if I didn't like the music, I'm dancing. But as we were leaving, this is the one thing about Essence Fest. You know, it's my, the, the number one thing. I love seeing all the beautiful black people, all the beautiful black women, because as black as New Orleans is, is never as black as Essence Fest because this is people out. from yeah they coming they coming here specifically yes and it was just like up and down the street see them to walk like this is amazing I see no white people I can count on my hand the number of white people I saw yeah me too and it was max just about I'm gonna say about six or seven yeah max <laughs> this is that's also because I, I wasn't looking for them but when I saw them it was just. Like they, they they stand out. Yeah, because it's only one or two of them. Sea, it's a sea <laughs> it's of a black sea of people. Niggas. niggas everywhere. And that's what I just love it because it's, it's it's beautiful to see. Most of them I saw was at that uh that um 
what the hell the sit down with Danielle Smith? That was what I saw. Like I saw at least three or four of them. Yeah, yeah but that wasn't. I mean, that was. That wasn't. She did it right. Like when it wasn't like sponsored by Essence, but you when you know that all these black people are gonna be in this city, you know you gotta like make sure like your event is also happening this weekend. Yeah. B- by the way, that was like one of my favorite parts. I have yet to crack open the book. Yeah. I'm I'm going to listen to our podcast. We're talking about um Danielle Smith. She wrote a book called Shine. Shine Bright. It's basically about Shine um black women in pop culture. You know, she's talking about Whitney. She's talking about Lena Horne. She's talking about Tina Turner. Turner and you know how you know they've been pretty much erased. They didn't get the, they didn't get their proper just due while they were while they were here yeah. as while they oh, were while like, they were quote unquote popular like they mm-hmm. didn't get their proper just due. Um. That yeah. That I'm sorry, that was a good. That was a good conversation. Um. But yeah. What was I saying? What I loved most about. Oh yeah. Of course, all the beautiful black people, but like the celebrities just walking around like they not who they are. When we were on our way out of the the party, we see Lucky Day just sitting on the couch, just chilling. Like he wasn't. Maybe their his security's like incognito, or whatever. But, you know, he was just, you know, just sitting there just calm and cool and wasn't talking to nobody. And I was like, I tapped my friend. I was like, because he was about to walk by him. I was like, that's lucky day. <laughs> and we had already been sipping. So maybe, you know, it was that liquid courage. We just walked up to him like, oh, my God. Hey, lucky day. Like, what you doing? Like, what's, what's up? You performed earlier today. And we asked for a picture of it. He said no. And that was cool because, you know, he, I mean, I think he performed that day at the Superdome. And, you know, he looked tired. He looked like he didn't really want to be there, honestly. And I get that. Yeah, I've been there. Like, after I'm done, I kind of want to go home. But yeah, I know I and this, this is probably like a paid appearance. Yep. Oh, we met the Roots, too. Well, some people, some of the band okay. of the Roots. So you met everybody? Everybody? Not all of them. Okay, I was, that was going to be a lot. Okay. But, um, yeah, some members of the, of the, the Roots. Very nice people. Like, everybody I met was just, like, really nice. Like, lucky day. Like, I just, like, sometimes I can't even, like, believe I fucking met that man. Like, he was, like, really nice to us. Mm. Very just, you know, got a good spirit about him. I hoped he had a good night. It felt like he really just wanted to go home. Poor thing. But, um, yeah. Mm. Saw Diamond from P-Valley. Ugh, so fine. So fine. Yeah. I didn't even see him. I was right beside y'all and I did not see him. Because, like, they just walking around, like, like you know. I was like, you were like, that little diamond from P-Fat. I looked up. I was like, this nigga's huge. How the fuck I didn't, I didn't see him? Like, I, I noticed, like, because it was, like, a crowd of women, like, following him. But, yeah. He, he's, he's, that's a fine looking man right there. I guess. Uh, speaking of people, um, I have to talk about this because this is this. I, I have. Oh yeah. I have. Not, I have not, to, not the new episode, but the episode. Yeah. Before I haven't seen this week's episode, the one that came out. It yesterday. was good. But that episode. <laughs> listen, homophobia is never funny. A homophobe is never okay. Mm-hmm. But the homophobia that I saw was funny. And niggas was mad, dog. Like niggas was like, oh, I'm done. I saw so many niggas like, nah, dog, I can't do this. I just, nah, I can't. And you know what I love the most about that is that in that episode, it was women having sex and it was men having sex. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I love the fact that they were able to just throw that in there and they knew exactly what was which one was going to be. Like, you can't just say you don't like that gay shit. You didn't have a problem with the two girls, the two women. Which, that scene caught me more off guard than a gay scene did. Me too. I was like, what? Whoa. Wasn't expecting this, but... Go for it, lady. Like, I mean, uh, I'm <laughs> interested to see, because what we're t- I mean, spoilers. I mean, I ain't going to say the names, but, like, spoilers if you haven't been watching it. But, you know, one of the girls, is getting, she's um in a paid relationship with um yeah. a, a very a rich man. Yeah. His wife knows about it. They, they all, all three of them signed a contract about it. They had a meeting about it, but the wife... It's feeling. She got a little turned out. Is what yeah. happened. She, she saw that ass and went, "Oh, ah." Well, no, she didn't get turned out. She was the one, you no, know, I'm talking approaching. About she got turned out, uh, that was the episode before this one. She got turned out last because she was she like, "I'm gonna leave. I'm, I'm gonna leave. Let y'all do what y'all got to do." And then um, she sent. She brought her like, "No, I wanted to see you again. All mm-hmm. right now." Mm-hmm. All right, look at you. She taught her how to twerk and shit. I was like, "Look at this." Like, I, I'm interested. In we, I, I don't, I don't think I've seen that type of storyline before. Me and I'm wondering how I, it's going to work for our girl. P-Valley is unlike anything that I've seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know that there are other shows out there like it, but I enjoy it. Like, um, the gay, the, the male gay sex scene did nothing for me. I was just like, cool. Honestly, the only thing I got out of it was uh, jokes. Uh, that, that, I, was, I was like, ah, oh, big gay. Big, 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 big gay. I was just, I was like... <laughs> Bro, by the way, I was, was like, uh, nah. I was like, wow, he topping everybody. I was like, bro, when he gave that nigga that condom. I was like, okay, that was some player shit. I know player shit when I see player shit, and that shit was cold. Mm-hmm. I gotta try that. That that is how that's how comfortable I am with my sexuality. I was looking at the gay man, like, you know what, that nigga did some player shit, and I would like somebody to do that for me. He put, Lord have mercy, was that? But that yeah, nigga, I. Um... That nigga, <laughs> I love the direction the show is going in. <laughs> The more said, I got you. <laughs> the more I watch it, the more, um, the more I like it. But it, the the accents do annoy me every time. We don't speak that way. It's, nope, nope. That's not the point. Because I'm starting to get past it. I'm just like, you know what? But the show is interesting enough for me to not do this every time I watch. But we also got to think, you know, it's not a representation of the Delta or Mississippi. It's just it's just a scripted show. It's a yeah. show. If anything, it's just showing the life of what dancers, strippers go through. Man. I feel like that's the more the most authentic thing. Like, forget about the, the accents. I'm sorry. We feel like talking about this show, and I just, I haven't had a celebrity crush in a long, long time. Who's your crush? Uh, Mississippi. God damn. Well, you're going to love this episode. That woman is fucking flawless. <laughs> like mm-hmm. she. That's okay. So I'm gonna spoil it a little bit for you. Like this new the episode that came out this recently the re- the most recent one yesterday, we're, we're shooting on Fourth of July Monday. Um, this is basically her backstory. Okay, you can leave it there. I'm spoiling this. So I'm not like. Like they're go like they're going like way back from high school and they're trying to brand it. Like I can see like obviously I can see like the um. Because she's a dark-skinned woman, I can see, like, the colorism there. But to call her ugly, like, are we looking at the same person? Ugly. Oh, she's supposed to be. 
Right. Because then she's actually like 34 or some shit like that. I feel like she's like in her early, she's still in her early 20s. The person in the show. The person as her right now is Mississippi. Miss Mississippi because she's, her name is Keyshawn. So before she was Miss Mississippi, I'm thinking she's like in her 20s, like mid 20s. I don't think she's even 30 yet. Okay, I don't think she's 30. Because her babies are still young and she had her baby in high school. Gotcha. I can see it. So, colorism being rampant. And I know some gorgeous, and I do mean gorgeous dark skin. Cause like, there's like one when she's in high school, there's this this black dude trying to talk to her, and when she turns him down, oh, call her a burnt, her yeah, a burnt chicken it. nugget. Like you, like. Niggas <laughs> <laughs> is so me, bro. Niggas told a girl she was so black, she got shot. The flashlight came back. I mean, the bullet came back looking for a flashlight. That niggas are mean, bro. Niggas are me yeah so like i can see the colorism part but to call her just like ugly like the face face card is never declined woman is downright gorgeous but yeah Um, but yeah um i'm what was i about to say oh back to danielle smith when she was talking about the erasure of black women you know who really came up for me like i kind of got like a little upset what um you're talking to the mic please i'm sorry I kind of got uh, upset when, uh, no, I thought about somebody and I got a little upset. I don't like what they're doing to Wendy Williams right now. I don't like that. I don't either. Like, Wendy deserves more, and that's a messy woman. But you I, know what, I, what I'm what i happy for? What? Which she confirmed it. She's going to have a podcast. But but that show did. She deserved but a, you know a what? send-off. She did. She does. She deserves it. But it's not, it's not over for her. Like, it, oh, was, it was 14 years for the show, and the show was great like, it was niggas. great it was it was good moment but what i feel like it's about to come afterward like she's going back to her radio days with a podcast and you know with a podcast you can record yourself you can put it on youtube i mean you can make a video you can make it hers and she can do it at the comfort of her own home you know it can really I mean, be on her own terms you're right it still fucked up they give her the flowers that she deserved that that's that's bothering because it was her show and it's kind of just it like like i put it to you like this right look at the just position between her and ellen Ellen's getting this big grand send off. Everybody's coming out the woodwork. So what I'm so the thing I can't we can't even compare the two because what Wendy is going through is like personal people taking advantage of her. But that's what I'm saying. That's the thing that's frustrating me because. But that's not like that's not like a that's like family thing. It was like her husband. It was like, you know, I'm saying. So here's what I'm saying. Right. I'm saying the producers and the people that make the show understand that wendy is leaving and because they have this understanding that wendy is leaving that should be more than just a footnote and the only thing that y'all are talking about is her issues there are no flashback to when wendy did this flashback to when Wendy. it was like that i'm saying like consistently like i'm saying like for ellen i've been knowing that ellen was going out there for what feels like at least a year now they have been giving her so much. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, this send-off has been so huge for Ellen. I feel like Wendy's send-off, it's at best decent. And that's the thing that frustrates me. Cause I mean, it wasn't decent at all because she wasn't there. And it, it was like, it's really not her show. You know, you it, was, it was put in the hands of other people after she had her, like, uh, the, the thing is is just confusing because at first it was like health stuff and then it was like her mind is deteriorating but it's not it's like people um 
that's like supposed to be championing for her like people in her personal life were taking advantage of her but that's the kind of like how the britney thing like it's not completely like she didn't have um the britney situation but it's similar exactly and that's what i'm saying that's why it frustrates me because when i was listening like when danielle was speaking she was talking about um tina turner was a person that i was listening to about like um she would wasn't giving or uh tina turner and elder james like they weren't giving the their proper just do about how big their shit was mm-hmm. and that's when it, it just feels like wendy's becoming it just feels like she's becoming a that thing is just a footnote that happened in her life when i understand even i understand i ain't even watched the show that that was a huge. You wanted to be on hot topics, whether you liked that's her or not. That's what I'm saying. Like it was, it you was. You wanted huge. her to talk about you. It was fucking. And like when she wasn't there, it was news. And now it's just, um, what's the name of the lady? This is it, Sherry? Is Sherry, Sherry Shepard? Yeah, Sherry Shepard. And I'm not mad at Sherry for getting a job. That's not. I don't. I don't uh, ever want to criticize somebody for getting a job. I'm just saying that I feel like Winnie deserved a bigger send off. That's all. Like in last and, uh, episode, I agree. A last episode should have been something huge. Like, it's just. It was mostly just flashbacks and thank you, Wendy. And we love you, Wendy. Because, I mean, honestly, like, if I worked on the show, like, what can I do? Like, my the, the, the host of the show, she can't come here. And people are holding back. She's supposedly hospitalized. It's like, you just have to, you got to keep going. I mean, you, you are right. I just feel like those people that are creatives like that could have gave Wendy a bigger send off. That's all. I don't know what it looked like. I don't have the answers. But them niggas make shows every day. Yeah. When Ellen was going through this, hey, that's some mean white woman shit. They made sure to keep Ellen in a positive light the best way that they could. Wendy, not so much. Like, I'm just... You talking about the show? Yeah, yeah. I disagree. But, hold on. What, what, you talking, what about you, the, you talking about the Wendy Williams show didn't, like, to keep her in a positive light? No, I'm talking about just the country, the people that actually... Um, that's what I'm saying. Not the um, people that made this. That's what's frustrating. Because... From my understanding, Wendy is a real pioneer. Is that how you say the word? Am I tripping? Is that how you say it? Pioneer. Pioneer. Yeah, okay. Pioneer in this this radio shit. Like, she was a true pioneer in that way. Then she moved. She transitioned over to television. And it's like, again, it just feels like a footnote. Like, how many doors did Wendy open for real for black people, but black women specifically, when it comes to radio, TV? Like, shit. Hell, to be frank, how many white people have stole from Wendy? <laughs> like, stole shit that she did, that made shit that she did a part of who they who they were slash are. Like, like, I'm not, like, I'm not sure, but I would like to know, like, um, like, after the Wendy Williams show came out, like, how many people decided to do, like, hot topics in the very beginning of their, of their talk show? That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know, like, um, I that's mean, I don't saying. know if that's, like, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like, oh, everybody wants to do hot topics now. But, yeah, I'm just I'm just looking at I'm just comparing the two. And after Danielle was speaking, it just. uh, It just opened my eyes a little bit. I was like, OK, there has to be somebody that I know or that I'm aware of that this feels similar to. Like, mm-hmm. it just feels like, OK, this story is still happening right now. But, uh, okay, I think... Beyonce. What do you mean? What happened with Beyonce? I mean, she mentioned it. Like, um, 
and Whitney Houston. Like I like I didn't really think I wasn't thinking like that when she was I'm talking still talking about Danielle Smith, the woman who wrote the wrote a wrote a book about black women in pop culture. How she was talking about um the night the Grammys were Oh, that was were right movie. after Whitney Houston um death. Well, she called it and up. she was like Adele on her second album was about to win more um Grammys in a night than Whitney Houston ever did. And then, you know, how Lemonade was snubbed in favor of like Adele's um was it the twenty one album? Twenty five. Twenty five? What's this one? Thirty? I don't, I don't know. I ain't heard this album. So I have no idea. I just know that one was 25. That I, I remember me going, yo, both of these albums are phenomenal. But Beyonce but, deserves it more because of the, bro, the, it's extra, the, it's, the, the extra shit that came along with that album. Like it's the, the cultural impact. It yes. Was so, it was, again, I give Beyonce the best album of the 2010s decade. 2010 to, 2000 to 2020. Like they, I think... Yeah, Lemonade is up there. They could argue, arguably be number one. It's like when you think about like who's in the voting academy or, or any like voting academy for any award, it's like it's always massively white. And, you know, maybe uh, Adele was more relatable instead of Lemonade. She was talking about, you know, I like my noses. Uh, like Jackson Five, or I forgot the verse, or something like that. You know, that's not relatable to people who don't know nothing about that, and that's just the way it is, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. But after a while, they don't. They don't. That's not enough. After a while, it's like I think it's because I come from a creative background. Like after a while, you got to break down the artistry for what you got to break down the artistry for what it is, and not. Um, and if you can't relate to the artistry, you need to get somebody that can that can help you understand it before you just not give it a real opportunity. Especially if you're somebody in a position of power that can impact this person's fuck it, this person's life in a real way. Like that lady deserved that Grammy. <laughs> Period. Point blank. There's in the nerve of a I love Adele. But I hate when people go up on stage, accept the award, and be like, you deserve this, not me. Like, bitch, if you don't say your thanks to your fans and whoever uh, gave you, helped you with this album and get off the stage, like, I hate that. Like, don't do that. You're making, it, you're making us all look bad. You and the person who you thought should win the award. Hey, Beyonce gave her her thanks, though. Beyonce thanked the inquiry. That was, <laughs> that's one of my favorite, uh, was gifts. Yeah, gifts of Beyonce just going, Cause what else she? Cause she made it awkward. Like what else was she supposed to do? I don't know. She, and she was she was pregnant. The remote, the pregnancy hormones was going. I think that's the same uh, year that she was pregnant. Yes, she in the chair. And yeah. she like 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 come on now. I just and the mic was on. Hey, as usual. Speaking of Beyonce, before we get up out of here, how you feel about the break my soul song? I love it. Mm. Yeah, I was too. not expecting. Let's talk about it, cause we haven't talked about Drake either. Did you like the Drake album? Didn't listen to it. I don't. Aubrey, when Aubrey releases music, I don't. I told you after that last album, I was just like, nah. This family you song, that family this, song really fucked me up. I ain't gonna hold you. The family TSU. TSU, thank you. TSU song really fucked me up. Why? Cause, bro, I just felt like, man, you too old for this. Yeah. It just, it just, it turned me off to but him look, in a very, look, very real way. When we were talking, when the first time we talked about, um, um, 
certified lover boy we had the same thought you know you you you're not showing any growth you're still you're you're 30 something and you're still talking about girls in college and being a sugar daddy to girls to dancers but i will give him credit he listened and gave us something entirely different okay like have you listened to like have you heard any snippets of the any I, songs go listen to it you will shit. not all right, I'm not going to pressure you. No, I'm but saying, I like, will bro, say, I, when I, I just need you to understand something real quick. When I say that that TSU song really fucked me up, I was just like, bro, you can't be moving. Like, I, it really turned me off in a serious way towards him. Okay. It's just, I can't even finish this. I, did I finish this up a certified lover? But I don't even remember if I finished that album. Like, it's not, I mean, it's not a great album. It's just, it's just a, it's just but, an album. And I'm not holding It's that, nothing special. I don't want the world to think that I'm like, I think Drake's a terrible person or nothing like that. Cause I don't know if he's a terrible person. I just know that after I heard that song, I was like, I'm going to give you a beat for a minute. Like, I don't, I wish you well, but just that fuck. Like, I don't even listen, like take care of still my favorite Drake album. I don't even listen to some of the shit on there no more. Like that nigga turned me off in a real way with that TSU song. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's rough. That, that was rough for me. I, I will say I applaud the effort and I appreciate it. I have been listening to this album from front to back because it's, I like that type. It's, it's basically like a house dance album, you know, mm, I've heard mixed things. Yeah. That's the thing. You know, he just dropped, he just randomly on the day of, he said that it's coming tonight. So everybody was expecting, you know, something like certified lover boy. Not something completely like this, and I appreciate it. You showing some different, you you seeing interest in other stuff. If you want to try it, for me it worked. For other people, it did not because they didn't. They don't they like a, that type of music. They had a different expectation. Yeah, some I, of them I've, are calling I've it. Seen, you I've know, seen argument. Um, yeah. The so I haven't. The people that said it was bad are people that had an expectation of a rap album coming out. That, I've, or they, they, they're saying that it's just bad house music, which, you know, you okay, if you're like a... Somebody called that nigga shit Target Music, uh, Elevator Music. So that's um, the thing I'm saying. Like, I don't, I disagree. Like, of course, it's going to be played in H&M and all that, some of it. But I just think, you know, it's music I like to dance to. Fair enough. You know, fair if enough. I hear it in the club, I'm I'm, I'm a dance to it. Mm. And I appreciate that. You know, you did something different. You never done it before, and I think you you hit a home run. I feel like it's an album that's going to be loved in the future. Like uh, once you revisit it, it's going to be but uh, yeah. Have more. I'm trying to think. What the fuck have I been listening to? I what's the last thing? I, what's my albums? Let me see. Um, Ella May, Ella May, Ella May, Ella May, Ella May, Ella May. Um. She has a song, um, not another love song. I absolutely love the production on this song. Who the fuck produced this? Let me see right now. Like the um, um, the album itself is Boy Dot. Who is this? Mm-mm, you're not to read that first name on the. I don't know. I've heard it before, but I don't know. Who. Okay, you don't know how to pronounce it. Okay, I don't know how to pronounce that. But, um, it's the album itself is good, and I'm listening to like uh some old school shit right now. Like um, I'm listen. Oh, real quick before I talk about that, 
Have you revisited? We actually need to like wrap it up. We over an hour. Are we over an hour a bit? Have you but, listened to uh, Miss Murad and the Big Steppers? Like, is that like an album that you revisit? Y- yes, I'm going to his concert. Mm, okay, I just wanted to see. I remember you was like, uh, like I'm not revisiting Auntie's, um, yeah, Auntie's Diaries or my Mother I'm Sober. Everything else I'm vibing with. It's just like I I understood the message of those songs. But I'm not going to listen yeah, to it again. That's fair. I just wanted to know that. All right, cool. We're over, we're over an hour. Thank you guys so much for listening. I ain't doing shit though. Somebody go home and finish watching the shy. Uh. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you guys for listening. Um, make sure you follow us on social media. Dope discussions. Follow me at just call me D. Shay, are you giving out your socials? Uh, Shay underscore McNeil. S H A E underscore M C. Spell the rest of it. Huh? McNeil. Don't MC. worry about it. If you didn't get it, you ain't got it. Okay, bet. Um, again, thank you guys so much. And remember, no matter what you do, be true to you. We up out of here. Peace. <laughs>